Welcome back to the Genuine Life Podcast. This is the show where stories around inspiration, mental health, lifestyle, and relationships collide to assure that you are living your best life. And you guessed it, genuinely. I'm your host, Jennifer Nicole, and I'm so glad you've chosen to spend yet another week right here with me. So go ahead, grab your favorite beverage, sit back, relax, take a deep breath in, now breathe it out. Good. Now, let's start the show. Hello, beautiful people. It's me, your host, Jennifer Nicole, and welcome back to another episode of the Genuine Life Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, I'm so glad that you are here. I hope you had a great week and weekend. And of course, I hope you're staying safe, sane, and sanitized. Did you miss me? Mm hmm. I missed you too. And now, Go ahead and grab your beverage. I gave you a few seconds in the intro there. Go ahead and grab whatever it is that you're sipping on. I have some hot tea today because, <sighs> chow, I don't know. We don't need wine for this episode. We need. I need you to focus, okay, because <laughs> I have a guest today <laughs> that is here that is going to be giving you some really, really valuable information, okay? So I don't need you to be tipsy. I need you to be focused. I have Darwin on the show. Darwin is a husband a father, and an entrepreneur, and he took a bet on himself last year, and he has never looked back, okay? So he is here. He's going to drop some gems. Darwin, thank you so much for being on the show today. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you for being here. Absolutely. Thank you. I appreciate uh, that that extremely great intro. I hope uh, I do you and your audience justice here. uh, I, I try to, you know, as much as I'm a, I'm a student of life, I try to, I try to give as much back as I possibly can. So I appreciate that. Um, oh, no problem. That lead in. But my name is, is Darwin Young. I'm, I'm the CEO of, of Emerson Gray uh, and Young Real Estate Group uh, and Emerson Gray and Young uh, Investment Group. We primarily focus on connecting buyers to their dream homes, helping sellers make thoughtful decisions on their real estate assets and really assisting investors or potential investors uh, with identifying the right investments for, for their portfolios. Um, I'm a licensed realtor in the state of Georgia. I work with one of the largest brokerages in uh, the world in Keller Williams and the largest team in Atlanta, the uh, Keller Williams in-town realty team. Um, as Jen said, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a husband, I'm a father, uh, I'm a native of, of Michigan, Detroit, uh, living in Atlanta since 2007, I have four four beautiful kids, three girls, one boy, Grace, Kennedy, Dallas, and Drew, who keep us super busy, but are the centerpiece of our universe, uh, and we do everything uh, around with them in mind. So, super happy to be here. Um, love to to be a part of a, a forum and platform like this. So, thanks again, Jen. Appreciate it. No problem, and I love that because I think a lot of times when we talk about Really, when we're taking a bet on ourselves, yes, we're we're keeping ourselves at the forefront. But when we have families and and little ones, right, that we're leaving Absolutely. legacies behind, they are at the forefront as well as 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 what we're doing as to what we're doing as well. So thank you for 100%. for letting us yep. know who we're who you are. But talk to us a little bit more about what it is that you do because you talked a little bit about real estate. I heard investments, mm-hmm. and you know, I I know for me, and maybe some of my listeners may feel the same. If that is not something that we're familiar with, it can sound intimidating, right? Especially when we're only familiar with buying or selling a home and 
you know, we've heard a lot now about stocks here recently. It mm-hmm. can sound a little scary. So talk to us a little bit about what it is that you do and how you make it less scary. Yeah, absolutely. So I guess taking taking maybe a half a step back, I mean, before I, I jumped into real estate full force as an entrepreneur, you know, I, I worked as a uh, vice president of operations at a commercial real estate brokerage for a number of years. I worked in consulting before. Um, so So really, you know, I've been in the people business for a long time. Uh, and what I saw sort of looking at the market, especially for our community, you know, when I speak of our community, I'm thinking, um, you know, the black community is that it, it wasn't that we didn't have the resources or the know-how necessarily to be successful investors or, you know, real estate investors, what have you. Uh, it was just the connectivity to the information, right? Um, and, you know, realtors sort of have, have gotten a bad rap over the years. A lot of, you know, a lot of times when you think of realtors, you think of more of the ambulance chaser, right? They're sort of there to make a commission and not really focus too much on your needs. But, you know, my goal was to try to try to merge both worlds, right? Where you have someone who is an advocate for their client, right? That really wants to see their client be successful and make the right investment in, in, in the particular piece of land or, or real estate asset, uh, but really educating them along the way, right? I think it's the model of teaching someone to fish is is much more important, I think, than, you know, um, you know, catching fish for them, right? So if you walk them through the process the right way, a potential buyer, a seller, investor, the next time they think of you, right? They think So it's sort of a built-in referral base, but also educating people along the way. And I think customers or clients in general appreciate that much more. I agree. I yep. agree. I agree. So I, you know, sorry, I don't know if I answered your question, but... <laughs> no, yeah, no, you did. Okay. Yeah, so I help investors, you know, make uh, investment decisions on their their uh, real estate assets. You know, obviously any uh, seller or buyer that's looking to uh, either buy or sell real estate, I certainly help educate and transact with them and, and help help them make the best decision for them and their families. Uh, and and I, I really work more in a consultative capacity. I'm not pushing, you know, products or any of that on a on a customer or client. My goal, first of all, is to uncover your needs the why behind the purchase, right? Like what are the things that are most important to you and then help you to sort of arrive at the decision to either buy or sell real estate, right? Uh, Or maybe we can uncover once we go through the process that it's not the right time, right? And that's perfectly fine as well. So, you know, I'm not focused primarily on a commission upfront. I'm focused on uncovering my client's needs and then hopefully, um, you know, the the, the business side sort of takes care, care of itself. Okay. And so this is, I kind of want to understand a few things too, because I'm wondering if, so let's kind of talk to like this person, let's talk to me, right? Okay. Completely oblivious. I have no clue what I'm doing, right? Probably every single term that you would throw out at me in a meeting would go over my head. Mm -hmm. Am I too early. I think you gotta give yourself team. a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna let you guys in on a little secret. Ninety five percent of real estate agents feel the same way. And, and we've and we've gone to school and got certified. So <laughs> Okay, then that's good to know. Kinda yeah. good, but then a little scary too. A little bit. But, little bit. <laughs> but okay, so then that that's comforting to know. So yep. then what would you say to someone, right? Yeah. Um, if they wanted to come to work with you, how, how much should they be prepared for? Like, what are some things that they should bring to a meeting? Sure. Um, what should they be prepared to talk to you about? And what, mm-hmm. 
actually we'll stop there because I feel like that's a kind of a loaded question too. So what what are some things? Yeah. So generally what I do is, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, generally what I do is, is do a, um, a pre-qualification call before we even meet in person. Mm, And I sort of walk mm. through, you know, a 15 question sheet that I use, you know, to, to sort of pre-qualify a person, right? Like what's the motivator, um, you know, and then obviously we talk about price point, we talk about area of town. Um, but you know, the why for me is the most important component of that. Right. Right. Like, are you, are you looking, is this a first time, are you a first time home buyer? Are you looking at this as a, as a forever home? Are you looking at this as an investment property? You know, are you looking at a, you know, one to four unit? Are you looking at a single family condo and sort of why, why, uh, at the at, at the root of those things, why is why is that important, or why are those particular asset types important? Um, so that's that's really the one thing I ask for. I mean, certainly, if if a person has gotten pre qualified and they're a little bit further down the process, I certainly would want to see a pre pre qualification letter from a lender. Um, but if this is just a first first time meeting, all I want to know is, hey, what's the motivation? Um, you know, what's your potential price point, all the other financial factors and the execution is, is really up to the realtor or on my shoulders to help provide and guide. Um, but, but, you know, again, having, having that firm understanding of the why is, is the most important thing for me. Um, you know, but in terms of tangible things, you know, I, I would say pre-qualification, if you have, uh, you know, your w, W-2 from the prior year, uh, so that we can at least have a preliminary discussion about what a pre-qualification or pre-approval would look like based on what's on paper. Um, and then we can we can get uh, a timetable in place as to when that next step is, right? Whether it's, you know, if you know you have some challenges in your credit or your job history, we may be at a six month to a year time frame versus maybe a, a quarter, right? Or less, right? It just really depends on each individual person's situation. Um, but But yeah. That's generally where I start. Okay. Okay. So, and I think that's good for people to know, right? Because mm-hmm. kind of going back to what you talked about sure. uh, at the beginning is this, it's not that the resources aren't there. It's like mm-hmm. almost, I know for me sometimes when I have an idea, it's not necessarily knowing where to start. And right. then because of that overwhelming feeling of not knowing where to start or what I need, you just kind of give up on it and you move on to the next thing. Yep. And so kind of hearing, you know, having the strategy in place and knowing that it's more of a consultative approach that you take with people versus this, you know, don't come to me and say you have this, 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 mm-hmm. or I'm not working with you. Um, I think it's comforting for people to know that there are options out there. Absolutely. And I know during a call that we had before, you talked about a few things that surprised and educated me as well. And so can you talk to people who out there who might actually have challenged credit that letting them know that there are options out there for them as well. Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, every lender uh, has different criteria for um, loans that they're going to approve. Um, but for the most part, there are programs that, that we can help people with challenge credits or student loan debt or, or any number of things, right? You, uh, the expectation, I think, sometime in the market with, with potential customers is that, hey, I got to have you know, an 800 credit score, I got to have 20 grand saved, I got to have, you know, a clean credit history, all of my, you know, student loans have to be paid or at least being paid on. And that's just not necessarily the case, right? I mean, I think, you know, 90%, I think I read a stat a couple of weeks ago at 92% or 93% of homeowners have some form of student debt um, mm. and have, and maybe a little bit more than that had student debt at the time their loan was approved. So that's certainly not a deterrent. 
um, you know, their programs. I'll say for me personally, when I purchased my home a couple years back, I had, you know, probably about 25, uh, between 15 and 25,000 in, in student loan debt for my master's program that I just hadn't gotten around to paying on, right? Because my earnings hadn't necessarily caught up. And my lender at the time had a program where I can I, I could have I paid up to a certain point before we closed, right? It was like a four month window of time where I had applied for the loan, and then up up until that four month point, I could have paid up uh, on on my my balance, and they still approved my loan, and I was able to put put the rest in deferment up until I closed. So there there's certain wow. creative ways that you know lenders and um, uh, real estate professionals can kind of work around that. Um, certainly, you know, if, if the person that has the 800 credit score and the 20, 20, 20 grand saved and all that, if they, they want to work with me, I'm certainly open to doing it. But <laughs> for the most part, <laughs> us, us ordinary people that don't necessarily have that, that, uh, kind of, kind of set up from the word go, uh, there are programs out there that can help. See, that's good to know. That's, that's yep. awesome. Um, yep. so I kind of want to take a step back to, because, you know, one of the things that I'm a big believer here on the show is I, I don't ever want my listeners, well, I, I'm, you know, I believe in a nine to five, you know, if mm-hmm. everyone's not called to be an entrepreneur. And I want everyone who listens to my show to know that everybody's path is different. But I also want anyone who ha- does have the call on their life to be, you know, an entrepreneur that does feel stuck in the nine to five cycle to feel encouraged and know that other people out there are taking the chance to step out on their own. And I know mm-hmm. that is something that you mentioned earlier that you in fact have done. And so yep. talk to everybody here, what sparked that switch for you? Like, what was the moment that you said, you know what, I'm not doing this anymore. I mean, I heard you mention at the beginning, you were a VP yep. and in anybody's mind, that's almost like security 101, right. Yep. In Absolutely. a job. And so kind of talk to us about what sparked the, the moment that you said, you know what, I'm not doing this anymore. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I, I tell you, I mean, I was always one um, that knew that there was a shelf life for me in corporate America, mm-hmm. um, just because, you know, the, 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 the rings or hoops that you have to jump through to be accepted or, 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 or be moved on to the next stage were just mm-hmm. too high a bar for me. And I wasn't willing to sacrifice my individualism uh, my personality, my culture, et cetera, uh, in order to fit in a box that was deemed appropriate and acceptable by a few. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, you know, it was always like, hey, I'm doing this as sort of a means to an end. Um, and, and I always, you know, I always had a passion for real estate. Um, I, I was an investor before I got into, you know, the real estate game full time. So I had some experience touring houses, you know, renovating houses, et cetera. So um, for me, it was, a, you know, it was an easy transition, but I say what sparked it was really partially the onset of the pandemic um, because I just had the time, right, to kind of sit back and, and give a do a real serious evaluation of what I, I, I wanted my life to look like, the kind of flexibility I wanted, and to really create the roadmap for how I wanted me and my family to be able to move moving forward. So for me, I just gave myself the time and energy and, and you know, was productive during that, that time where we sort of had off in that low period uh, to make some moves and to put myself in a better spot. Um, and it was just, you know, it was just simple as that, right? It wasn't a six month or a year time frame where I was sort of mulling the decision over and kind of going back and forth. It was just, you know, over the series of, you know, the first four or five months of the pandemic, I just sat back and said, yeah, this is it for me. Right. Um, I have the skill set. I've, 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 
cut my teeth at some of the best companies. I, I know how to, you know, I'm a, I'm a business-minded person. I'm a savvy person. I, I'm a hustler. Let me go ahead and, and, and step out there and, and uh, bet on myself. Um, and and oh honestly, gosh. I would never, I, I wouldn't look back for anything in the world. And, and I'll tell you this, I mean, you probably heard this quote and your listeners have probably heard this, but, you know, the paycheck is, is what an employer gives you to, to throw, the, throw, throw your dreams out the window. It's 100% true, right? Because yeah. we all had the opportunity to step out there and, and do great things in our personal lives, professional lives, working for ourselves and really being that, you know, be, being that advocate for our own thing. But the comfort, right, and the stability, the 401k, the retirement, the vacations, the PTO, you know, all those key terms, right, that we don't want to walk away from in corporate America, you know, become a little bit of a crutch, you know, as long, mm-hmm. the longer you stay. So um, for me, it was like, hey, it's time, right? Um, and, and really, truly seeing um, seeing the way corporate functions over a period of years in that, hey, you can you can always be promoted, but um, you're never going to grow yourself in a way um, that is truly monumental to do anything other than be a better asset for the corporation, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think when you can get in an uncomfortable space and realize, hey, it may be uncomfortable first couple of years, I got to, you know, figure things out. There, there, there may be more losses than wins up front, but if you're, you're able to weather that storm and perfect your craft, I mean, it's nothing like being at the top, knowing that you, you did it on yourself or you did it on your own, right. Or partially on your own. Love that. Yeah. Oh, okay. A yeah. couple of questions oh. here. Yeah. <laughs> okay. This is good. This is, this is really good. You see, I okay. got it. I got it in my bag like Kyrie just did. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you just, you're getting me amped up over here because you said so many things. <laughs> you said so many things because, so yeah. I kind of want to go back to, to this because I think, yep. oh, because you and I both know your yep. whole life can change in a year, right? Absolutely. It can change in yep. a year. So you talk, so were you working your business part-time? I was. So, okay. yeah. Okay. So I, I'd already, you know, like I said, I'd, I'd been an investor. Um, you know, I was looking for, you know, additional assets to invest in locally. Um, so I was doing that sort of on the side, right. And night, nights and weekends. Um, and, uh, yeah. So, yep. On the side, I was doing my business and then working full time in corporate. Gotcha. Okay. Yep. So let's talk about that because yep. I know that that, you have, we heard you mention you have a family, you have a wife, you have four kids. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what was the time management like for you? You know, because you're, you're getting up, you're working, this, we're in the middle of a pandemic. So yep. you're home. You're also trying to deliver deliverables at your nine to five, but then you're still trying to, to be dad, to be husband. Mm-hmm. So talk to everybody about how do you balance your dreams with your responsibilities and your health, your mental health, because I think yep. it's important that we highlight that as well. Um, yeah. So how do you balance that when you're trying to to hit your dreams? Yeah, I'm, I'm honestly still working on it. If I'm 100% transparent, I yep. think, you know, having a having a great partner uh, and my wife is is incredible. I mean, she yep. is 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 really the, the rock that sort of keeps me, uh, you know, grounded and, and focused on what, you know, I need and have to do with respect to my family and, and my business. Right. So she's, she's incredible. Um, you know, but I, I'll say, you know, for me, it, it's sort of an ongoing struggle, right. Cause I'm, I'm such a, a self-motivated person and mm-hmm. I'll wake up, you know, at four or five in the morning and, you know, start looking for properties or responding to emails or whatever the case may be. 
um, things that need to be done uh, and then work a full day, right? Work a full nine to five and then, you know, maybe take, you know, two or, two or three hours to kind of hang out with family in the evening and have dinner and put the kids to bed, do the whole night, nightly routine. And then I'll jump back on at 11 o'clock, right? So, yeah. you know, I, I think that's just the way you, you got to do it. Um, you know, unless you're um, privileged enough to have a, a bunch of idle time during the day where you can do small um, uh, tasks and kind of help toward the overall goal. But, you know, that's how I'm doing it at the moment. And then obviously my weekends are king, right? I mean, you know, I don't I don't have a, a ton of time um, to, to just BS, right, for lack of a better word. So I'm, you know, I'm up on the computer. I'm doing various things Friday, Saturday, some, sometimes Sunday. Um, and I do take a little bit of time out. I, I play a little golf when, in, in my free time. Um, I'll go play 18 and kind of unwind. And, you know, that's sort of my version of self-care Sunday. So I do a little bit of that to keep some balance. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's it, it's a business that never sleeps. And especially you don't have – you know, I don't have a salary coming in, right? I'm not an employee yeah. anymore. So, mm-hmm. you know, what I eat is what I kill, essentially, or what, um, you know, what I'm able to get done from that standpoint. So. Um, yeah, it's, but to answer your question, it's, it's an ongoing struggle. It's, it's, it's something that I'm learning to do better every single day that I'm, I'm, I'm doing what I'm doing. Um, and, and I like to think that, you know, every day I'm getting better at it. That's good. And I think you also, you know, I think it's important to highlight that is huge. You know, it's important mm-hmm. to, when you are with a, a partner uh, and it doesn't even have to be a spouse, right? We, a spouse, sure. obviously, but when we're thinking about who we're, sharing and building our dreams with i think it's mm-hmm. so important to even think about who we're we're linking ourselves with are they supporting our dreams because 100%. you know you know like i think that speaks volumes too because allowing you know i'm, I'm sure she has a ton on her plate managing what she needs to do while mm-hmm. you're doing what you need to do is helping to build that foundation that you both are being able to lay down Absolutely. for your kids you know so yep. i think that that was such a gem as well as is. yeah and i tell you i mean when i told my wife that you know when i finally made the decision and said hey this is what I, this is the direction i'm going in mm-hmm. and uh you know her her response was you know what you've been waiting on this this long this all time right oh i love it oh <laughs> i just love it she's like you know okay this is what we're I doing all it. right good we're, we're we're solid and you know she she understands that you know, there's a, there's a, uh, you know, a period where we have to sort of, you know, focus our energies in certain places rather than others. And, you know, she's able to pivot and, and, and do what needs to be done to make sure our lifestyle stays and maintains and um, that I'm focused to, you know, focused enough to get the job done. But, you know, her, her first, you know, first statement and, you know, for a man, you know, for any, any male listeners out there that, that have wives or spouses or significant others, you know that if there's a major major decision that you know you want to have, sometimes there's a little bit of that hesitation. Like, let me yeah. let me make sure this is foolproof before I, you know, step to my my lady and let her know yeah. there's going to be some changes around here. Yes, uh, but you yep. know, she sort of she she sort of let me, you know, she she has enough trust in in, in me and my decision making and, and how I process to, um, you know, to to bring these types of things to her in, in that situation. You know, she just reaffirmed, you know, everything that I knew to be true about her from day one. That You know, she's a writer and she's all about it. So, um, yeah, that, that certainly helped and, and alleviated some of the uh, angst that Pressure. I would have had in, in, in another situation if my significant other wasn't as, as great as she is. But, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So that's, that's so just, awesome. Yeah, yeah. And I was listening to something this week. 
I can't remember what it was, but the it was a sermon. But the it mm-hmm. he said um, the greatest gift is not love; it's trust. Because if mm-hmm. somebody can love you, but if they can't trust you, it it literally negates everything, everything. Wow. And so trust is it's like back. the biggest thing because. Mm-hmm. Think about it. I mean, if she couldn't trust you with this huge decision, you mm-hmm. know, this would never be. So I just think I just love that part of the story. I'm yeah. so here for it. Um, yeah. Cool. So you kind of touched yeah. on this a little bit, uh-huh. um, but you, you mentioned self-care Sunday, which happens to be one of my what's the <laughs> tea kind of questions. You mentioned golf. So is that something that you kind of take some time out for yourself and kind of spend some time doing on Sundays in particular? I, well, you know, I, I can't, you know, given the kind of business that I'm in, I, I can't necessarily relegate it to only Sundays. Sometimes I'm mm-hmm. out on Tuesday or Wednesdays. It really just depends on what my client needs are. But um, that that's my version of self-care. I, I do do more of it on the weekends just because it makes more sense. But uh, yeah, that that's what I do. And it's, you know, it's a family affair. Sometimes I, I get my little, my, my little now, now four-year-old, he had a birthday on, on Saturday, yesterday. Uh, he's out there playing with me a little bit. And, you know, he's actually spanking dad sometimes. So not only are we, <laughs> not only are we out there, you know, taking care of our mentals and enjoying the, you know, enjoying the, the atmosphere, but, you know, we get a little bit of bonding time in with, with my little guy too. So yeah, that that's my version of, of self-care Sunday for sure. I love that. That's yep. awesome. Um, so this one is, is, is somewhat of a, 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 a big one here. And uh-huh. if you, I want to know what advice, if you were sitting across the table with your 10 year old self right now, what advice would you give your 10 year old self? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I, I think, I think the, the what I would say is do just just do you. Everybody will will adjust, right? Mm. I think that's the that's the advice. You just you, you got to walk in in your own purpose. You got to walk and and know that what you feel is right for yourself. Um, you just got to walk in that and execute in that, right? How, let the chips fall where they may, but happiness is 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 key. Um, you know, in everything that you do, vision. And passion is key. So focus on those things, right? Like be you, focus on your passion and, and, and run that direction as fast as you can. Love it. Yeah. Oh, that's one thing I wish I had learned early too. <laughs> and stay and, and stay and stay away from the, the little girls too. Stay away from them and, and focus on you know, focus on getting yourself right. <laughs> that's that's for the teenage me. 13, 14 year old me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's good advice too. <laughs> yep, that is so yep. awesome. So yep. guys, I'm gonna make sure I put all of this in the show notes uh for sure. But Darwin, please make sure you let people know. Just take a second here. How can they keep up with you? What are some uh of the ways, best ways that they can either reach out to you or just keep up with what what you're up to and um your business? Yeah, absolutely. I, I have a, a social media presence. You guys can find me on uh, Facebook as well as Instagram at at Emerson Gray Young. So that's spelled E M E R S O N G R A Y Y O U N G. Um, you can find me there. Um, certainly can you know reach out to me via email. My email is Emerson Gray Young Investment at gmail dot com or give me a call. Text at six seven eight. Uh, eight zero zero one three six six. We'd love to hear from you. 
Um, love to work with you, provide any, you know, perspective or guidance that I can. That is so awesome. And I, again, will put all of that information in the show notes for you, um, for you all in case anyone's driving. I don't want you to like trying to write all this down while you're on 285 or 85. Yeah, don't um, do that. We all got enough problems out there in Atlanta. <laughs> okay. Don't, don't drive. Don't, <laughs> don't <laughs> Please. Don't drive. <laughs> Please. We will get the information to you the best way possible. Um, but yeah. again, I cannot thank you enough for just taking the time. And really, you know, I've, I've never had anybody on our show, on my show, you know, really educating anybody in this direction. And so you're welcome to come back anytime, uh, even if oh, this is like a quarterly thing. Right. Yeah, I mean yeah. it because I think this is a direction. I really am all about generational wealth. I, I want to see everybody win. I want us to be exposed to different ways that we can begin to build wealth within not only the black community, but all communities. I want to see people win. And, I, and the only way to do that is through education. And so um, I really want to see you here again, if you don't mind. If this, Yes, uh, please you know, let me know come, whenever yeah. I'll, I'll come back. Okay, perfect. I'll come back and hang out with you guys and offer what I can for sure. I'd love that. Awesome. Thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode. I hope you were able to laugh, learn something, or just let your hair down for a bit. Don't forget to rate, subscribe, and leave a review. I always enjoy our time together each week and definitely want to continue to connect with you. So be sure to join our Facebook group, search The Genuine Life Podcast on Facebook, and make sure to text Hey Girl to 908-895-5452, where I can text positive messages directly to you, or feel free to follow me on Instagram at Genuine Life. I look forward to meeting you right here next week on Monday, and I hope you have a fantastic week, Genuine Lifers. Be great. Don't forget to journal. And if no one else tells you, you're fabulous. Have a good one.